Welcome to week 16 of This Week in Film, the podcast where we discuss the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Panunto, and joining me, as always today, is Ray Radominki. Hey. And Tony LaBoy. Hey, guys, I'm back. I made it. Yeah, okay. That wasn't exciting at all. Well, you, uh, you told me to be quiet because <laughs> this new system we have going here. I'm, I'm used to the old system where I can scream. Yep, can't scream with this one. <laughs> well, probably shouldn't try. <laughs> Charlie is not here again. He's off promoting his paperback of his Boy Zero comic book, which we, which we should all look at at some point. <laughs> He's been gone for a while. He's been gone for a long time. I don't remember his face anymore. Mm-hmm. But leading us off today, Tony. Oh, I'm starting? Yep. We didn't wow. discuss that. Shot out of a cannon. I guess. Back in the saddle. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what did I see? I saw Devil's Advocate. Nice. With Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. It's Quite about, the duo. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's about a lawyer who just can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie takes place in Florida, and that gave... Keanu and Charlize Theron, which is his wife, right. uh, creative license to do the worst <laughs> Southern <laughs> accents. Yes, I remember this. Uh, and they they keep it up for the whole movie. It's awful. <laughs> uh, so that set so that set a tone, and I was just trying to look past it. I couldn't, but hey, I baby. tried. Um, that was my Charlize. <laughs> Doesn't she call him baby all the time? Yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, but I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I do. I'm a liar. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, Keanu's a hotshot lawyer. He can't lose, and it starts off with him defending a pedophile. He's a defense lawyer. And in the middle of the trial, he finds out that the, the pedophile is guilty, and he decides to defend him anyway, and he goes in for the kill, and he, he ends up winning the case. Now, after that, he goes out celebrating, and he gets approached by a guy, and he's like, hey, I have a really great deal for you. You'd have to come to New York for my firm, pick out a jury, blah, blah, blah. And at first, Keanu turns him down. But then after seeing the check, obviously, he decides to go. So he goes, picks a jury, he wows him. And it ends up that he starts working for Al Pacino's firm. Turns out that, spoiler alert, Al Pacino Wait, isn't... I don't believe what I'm about to hear. <laughs> Do you Al mean that Al Pacino's not just the head of a, of a high power lawyer? Oh lawyer well, he must firm. be like a just have a lot of influence. No, 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 a little bit more than that. Well, I, you could say that he has. He's the devil. He's Satan. <laughs> what? And guess no who way. Keanu becomes? The Jesus. devil's advocate. <laughs> 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 the devil's advocate. You're right. So yeah, and then it, it, it gets kind of dark. I, I thought it was. I thought it would be a little bit better. It was the first time I've ever seen it. You had never seen no, it. No, I've never seen it. Oh, it was like the man. one Keanu movie that had escaped me. I thought it was going to be a little better. It got a little hokey in there. Um, a little. Yeah, <laughs> but it took some dark turns. They tried to get really dark, but it, it was just kind of a mess for me. But I, it was an, okay. I give it a six out of ten. It's a it's a weird movie. It is a yeah, weird movie. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Al Pacino just goes full on. Oh yeah. Well, if somebody could do some research here, I'd be interested to know if that came out before or after Heat because when I saw Heat, I think it's after. Heat. That was well, Heat for me was the turn of Al Pacino going from like a subtle actor to just over the top crazy in his old age. Yeah, it's somewhere along the lines of Son of a Woman and Heat that yeah. he just turns into a guy. Son of a Woman for sure, you're right. Where he just yells. Uh -huh. Hoo-ah! <laughs> yes, for him, exactly. ye yelling became drama. Insert clip. She's got a big ass! <laughs> <laughs> best line. Yeah, me. that is the best line in Heat. All right, so 
Who's next? I'm, I'm oh, finished. I we're done. Talking. I'm finished. <laughs> You're done talking about your movie. Well, unless you guys have anything to add. No, I mean, uh, no. Devil's Advocate was always a movie that I like used to see on TNT, yeah. or USA. Before it started, I'd be like, okay, I'm excited for this. And then I'd watch it and be like, I remember why I didn't like this movie the there, first time I watched it. There's Help. definitely been, since then, there's definitely been cooler dark flicks that Keanu's been in that he's just killed. Yeah. A la Constantine. John, I love Constantine. John Wick, you can throw John in there. Wick, love John just Wick. Real, he's really good at the dark role, but I think the Southern accent pretty <laughs> much killed it for the for Hey, the, baby. <laughs> well, Ray, what did you see this week? I saw The Invitation this week. What the hell is um, that? It's a small film directed by Karen Kusama, who also did uh, Jennifer's Body and Aeon Flux, if you guys remember those movies. Jennifer's oh, Body. That's the Megan Fox movie? Yes. Yeah. And then Aeon Flux was the, you know. Was uh, Charlie Theron, right? Right, yeah. It was yeah. based on that cartoon. A little tie in there. Yeah, here we go. Theme. Uh, but don't base I'm that movie. You better nail this. Line. Don't base this movie on those two movies. This is a little bit different. It was released in limited release in April, and now it's on like video on demand, so you guys can check it out that way. A basic premise of the movie is this guy and his girlfriend get invited to a dinner party. Uh, an invitation. Right, an invitation. <laughs> get invited to a dinner party one night by his ex-wife, and her now new husband. Mm-hmm. Mm, awkward. Right off the bat, he thinks it's kind of weird. They go anyway. They get to the dinner party. And right when they get to the house, ha- it's actually the house that he lived in with her, too. So it's his, his old house as well. Yeah. So right when he gets there, he can see that something's like off. All his old friends are there as well. And it seems like everybody else in the at the dinner party really doesn't acknowledge or doesn't see the weird things going on. He seems like he's the only one that sees, like, something's weird here. His ex-wife is acting differently than she used, used to act. Mm-hmm. Weird supernatural or just weird by the way that people are acting? Just weird by the way people are acting. Okay. Basically right. his old crew, his okay. old, like, friends from high school. But they're not acting the way that he remembered them. No, no, well, they're, his... act, they're acting the same. But it's mostly his wife, his ex-wife, and her new husband are acting okay. strange. Okay. And he can tell that there there's something weird going on. Okay. That's, like, the basic premise of the movie. There's, like, flashbacks and stuff that happen. Kind of, like, shown in their marriage before, you know, they got divorced. And I can't really go f- too much further into it because there's, you know, there's some twists and turns in there. Mm-hmm. But it was very good, very like much of a very much of a slow burn type of movie. The music is very well done. Music was done by uh, Theodore Shapiro, who also did the music for Marley and Me, Tropic Thunder, and Wet Hot American Summer, which okay. doesn't go with this movie at all. Yeah, That's a hell right. of a like, career, yeah, right? right. There. Yeah, exactly. But it's very like noir type of type of music, very like dark tones. So without giving anything away, tell me, like, is it? Are we talking murder here? Or are it's we like, talking? It's a thriller. It's a thriller. Okay. I, I don't want to say like there's a, it, it's a thriller. It does get violent at the end. Okay, so just leave it at that. Okay, all right. An interesting little tidbit about this movie is originally so the only person you guys would maybe recognize in the movie is Logan Marshall Green, who was in Prometheus. Okay, he plays like one of the scientists in Prometheus. Hmm. Originally, this movie was supposed to star Luke Wilson, also with Charlize Theron. Right, you're right. Yeah, man. Wow, a lot of Charlize Theron tie-ins. This yeah. Week. Uh, originally, this movie was supposed to star <laughs> Luke Wilson, Topher Grace, uh-huh. Zachary Quinto, and Johnny Galecki. That was that was the original cast. That was the original cast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I don't know what happened there, but now like you won't recognize many many of the actors in this movie. Huh. So, would you say this is a pretty strong story, or or is it more of like an actor's movie? 
very strong with the story, but the, yeah, there's also because room I feel for like the actors to play as well. If there's like an explosive story, I almost prefer that I don't know who anybody exactly. Is. And that's what that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. I think it's better that you don't know. Back all off, Tony. I'll just shut the hell up. <laughs> I think it's better <laughs> that you don't know who all these guys are. Because yeah, if you had you know Johnny Galecki in there, I mean, come on. I yeah. honestly have no idea who he is. Yeah. Isn't that the guy from uh, Big Bang Theory? Which oh, one? I know is David from Roseanne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the Big Bang Theory, yeah, and he's yeah, from yeah. Roseanne. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, that's okay. Johnny okay. Galecki. Yeah, yeah. That's ah. his name. Yeah. Man, he should stick with David Sorry, from Roseanne. Sorry, dude. Um, but yeah, like, Sorry, so like Johnny. I said, I don't want to give too much away because uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of twists and turns that the script goes with. But it was very good. If you like like thrillers and stuff that's very dark and stuff that might throw you off here or there, definitely check it out. The Invitation. Okay. Great. I'm intrigued. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Now, this week, I saw the movie Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, directed by Tomas Alfredson. I believe it's from 2011, starring Gary Oldman. Okay. Has nothing to do with Charlize Theron. Oh, great! As far as I know, we might be able to figure. Yeah, like we could a, probably. We're really six degrees. Yeah, six degrees. Of <laughs> well, Charlize Theron. But the cast is full we'll of find it. all the heavy British hitters. It's got John Hurt, Colin Firth, Gary Oldman, like I said, and uh, right before they both really blew up, Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hardy, who was in Fury Road with Charlize Theron. <laughs> there we go. You see. Nice. But it is a very complicated movie. Have either of you seen it? Yes, I have seen it, and it I is, agree. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. It's I very have not. I've stayed away <laughs> for that for that very reason because you have. To, I feel like you definitely have to be in a mood to watch a, uh, yeah. a movie yes. like that. Yes. And, you know, it just wasn't yeah, – it's never it, clicked for me. It was very difficult to – there's a lot of names and a lot of time shifting, like they like they, they flash back, or sometimes you're not sure if it's a flashback. Right, right. Yeah, and um, that screws you up a lot. But basically, it's a Cold War spy thriller, and they're trying to find a mole who's at the very top of British intelligence, okay. a, a Russian mole who is who is right at the top. And Gary Oldman's task is to try and find out who this guy is. One of the things that's great about the movie is that it really feels like it was shot in the 70s. Like the movie takes place, I think, in 72, 73. It yeah. takes place over a long period of time, like a, like a couple of years. And they do this by showing Gary Oldman swimming in a river. And right, then, yes, I remember that. And then that. it's too cold for him to swim in a river. <laughs> like, I guess in the 70s, old men just swim in the river in London. Everything about the movie, like, you really feel like this movie is from 1975. That's like cool. It doesn't look like a modern movie that takes place in the 70s, like the, the film grain and all that stuff. It looks yeah. it looks old. Nice. Which is fantastic. And it's apparently it's based on a series of books by John LeCare. And I think if I had read the books, a lot of the movie would have made a lot more sense. Right, like yeah. It seems like they put a lot of there's a lot of attention to detail in the movie and everything isn't spelled out for the viewer, which means that it's probably they're, they're playing lip service to the book readers who who are watching it going sure. like, oh yeah there's that character or there's that character it made me want to read the book to try and get some of these side characters figured out but I'm, I'm gonna be honest after i finished watching the movie i went and turned it back on because i had no idea what was happening are you serious Did you watch it twice i watched it one and a half times to to figure out what was happening because everything that happens in the beginning of the movie sets up the end I didn't realize I was lost until I was halfway until through the movie. Until you were at the end. <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I was like, what is happening? So I went back and watched like the first 45 minutes again and went, oh, okay, I get I, it. I get I've it. definitely done that in a movie before where like the end, I, I realize I get to the end and I feel like it was supposed to be so impactful and it means nothing to me. Right. I'm like, I definitely missed something and I have to go back. So Yeah, but it was it was very good. It was 
it really keeps you guessing. You don't know who the mole is until the end. And then even at the end, it has that British, well, we've, we've solved nothing, really. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, st- it's still raining and we're still sad. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, like I said, I've seen it. I've only seen it one time and I really would like to go back and watch it again because I was lost for most of the movie and I didn't, I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe for that reason, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't follow it or I just, I, I misstepped in the beginning and then I lost it from there. So yeah, I would like to go back and watch it again. Definitely. Yeah. That ending reminds me of uh, a good Coen Brothers flick, uh, Burn After Reading. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With J.K. Simmons, he's like, Where? well, what did we learn? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> well, let's not do it again. Yeah, yeah we probably will. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. So Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. I, I would recommend checking it out, but be prepared to have a headache at the end of it from thinking too hard. It's like Cloud uh, Cloud Atlas. You guys ever see that? No. No, I I've heard that that is so so, that, so many layers to that's it. That's one of those movies where I like imagine. the whole movie, you're like, all right, at the end, they're gonna tie this all together, and I'm gonna figure it. I'm gonna get it, figure it out. <laughs> and it, the movie ends, you're just like. What the hell did I just watch? Yeah. Type of thing. So it's not it's not in a, not in a good way. No, no. I mean that's it's different from Tinker Tailor, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Where like you can go back and watch. Like I've watched Cloud Atlas like three or four times. What? And I still, and I still don't <laughs> well, get it. Like you're like determined to get it and you yeah. just can't. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I just uh, yeah. Oh, I just don't. I just don't get it. Explain I just imagine Ray, somebody Ray in a dark room with like glasses and a pencil and a pad and just writing <laughs> shit down. <while> he <laughs> if somebody, if somebody on the internet wants to explain That's the true truth. Cloud Atlas, <laughs> Cloud Atlas to me, go right ahead because yeah. I'm I'm ready. It's based rolling. on a book, right? Yeah, but apparently it's one of those books where it's like this this sh- cannot be made into a movie, right? And they did it anyway. <laughs> That'll about do it for the main portion of the this week in film podcast week 16 answer in last week's raise random request we had a ton great a ton of of replies ray your question last week was what movie has the best soundtrack right and judy says the muppet movie samantha says almost famous good one at good one at yeah Wilmington, definitely very good one at wilmington dan on twitter says the kick-ass soundtrack was pretty great yeah he says that the sequence where hit girl is killing a bunch of people and bad reputation is playing in the background. Oh, nice. I haven't seen Kick-Ass in forever. He says that that scene is awesome. Yeah, it is a very good scene. Barbara says City of Angels. Jackie says... Wait, wait, City of Angels. City of Angels. That's a Goo Goo Dolls, Iris. Yeah, good song. They are totally underrated. Not going to back down from that (laughs) statement. (laughs) All right. We have that on record. That is on record. Goo Goo Dolls, decent band. Jackie says, say anything. Michael went with High Fidelity, which was an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Another Cusack. Yeah. Scott, he went with Risky Business. Ooh, Risky Business. Nice. And then Jackie comes back and takes for more. She takes back Say Anything. She says, I take that back. Huh. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's which is what Keith, I think Keith mentioned that yeah, last Keith week. Mentioned that yeah. last week. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's an awesome soundtrack. And then Scott said Blade Runner. Countering his other answer. Wait, Blade Runner. Yeah, well, Blade what? Runner is just a score. I think. Yeah, right. Which There's goes no, into like, uh, which it goes into what listener Chris says later. I guess score. Yeah, score. You could. And then John says, "Dazed and confused." Jeffrey says, "Hands <laughs> down, it's Joe Dirt." And then Chris says, "The soundtrack from Private Parts." But then he breaks it down into the best original soundtrack from the Neutron movie. Right, Tron Legacy. Jimmy Neutron. Ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, Tron Legacy, the all the Daft Punk music. At SPF Oz Music on Twitter says, for original score, he'd say Enter the Dragon. But best set of songs, he would go with Dazed and Confused as well. Jill says her favorite is Dirty Dancing. And Christine says, Selena, how could you argue with that? And we won't. And before we get into the, this week's question, right, we have a listener question. Listener question. Oh, from listener Dan at Wilmington Dan on Twitter. He says, you guys talk about a scene that is epic because of the music. Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot One comes there. to mind right away. Is it from Face Off? No. It is from, damn it, you're going to have to help me with this movie. Uh, Colin Firth. Kingsman? Oh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Oh, yes. Um, what, and the song is... Um, it's Freebird in the church. I think you're right. Yeah. But that scene is insane. Yeah. The music really punctuates it because, I mean, obviously that's that whole scene is just violence upon violence. Yeah. But I, I feel like it was a very nice choice for that, for that song. I would have to say the scene from Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. What do you ask? Yeah. Where the woman puts the headphones on the, the kid. Oh, and okay. it starts playing uh, What a Wonderful World when the mom puts the headphones on the kid yeah. and Somewhere Over the Rainbow starts playing. <laughs> oh, you're just going <laughs> to edit that, huh? <laughs> he won't. <laughs> He's not going to be corrected. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, I had another answer to that, which would play back to my movie last week. The sequence in Gross Point Blank, where John Cusack is holding the baby, right, and Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure is playing, and him and the baby are like locked eyes. Nice. And he has that that moment. That is phenomenal. That is a phenomenal moment. Great, good stuff. Uh, I would say uh, the end of Miami Vice. The uh, Colin Farrell, uh, Jamie Foxx movie. Mm -hmm. I love that damn movie. <laughs> I, I love Miami Vice. I love Miami Vice. Vice. I love one of Miami my Vice. favorite movies of all time. I thought it was uh, great. <laughs> that, is a, that is a bizarre statement. It was a great movie. Do you not like Miami Vice? <laughs> no, I, it was fine. I'm a, big, I mean, uh, I'm a big Michael Mann fan. So. Yeah, I like Michael Okay. Um, but at the end of the movie, when like everything's concluding, Mogwai, there's a song from Mogwai playing from start to finish it plays. And it's just very good. It just... The, the tone is very good and always just whenever I hear that song I think of that movie I forget what the song is called but there's no words it's just instrumental mm -hmm. nice it's great well there you go listeners Dan and if any other listeners out there have questions you want us to talk about on the show let us have them Ray what's this week's Ray's Rain Dome Ray Quest my question this week is just to go along with I keep I feel like every week I go along with what something Nick says but it's uh, a good idea right uh, what is a movie that you had to watch more than once to get it? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a movie that you liked. Right. A movie you had to watch more than once to understand. Didn't totally click to you. Right, it right. Yeah. That's a great question. Nice. Yeah. Or, upon the second rewatch, it, it opened up a whole other world to you. Right, right, right. Tony, can you let the people know where they can find us on the internet? Sure, you can find us at SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, Google Play Music, and ThisWeekInFilmPodcast.com. That's right. If you follow us on iTunes, please consider writing us a review and check us out on YouTube where we do a video edition of the show. Like and subscribe to us there. Check out Charlie's comic book, Boy Zero, which is available in print from Amazon.com. It's probably on other places at this point, but we haven't seen Charlie in weeks now. Yeah, I don't even know if he's still He's gone to Hollywood. Tony, Ray, do you have anything to add? No, I got nothing to add. Have a good week. Yeah, and we have a great week. Keep watching. 
and listening. Well, if that is all, we'll see you next week in film. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going away. This is, yeah, this is very cool.